Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. If you don't think of people as a key piece of your business growth strategy, you just see them as a cog in the wheel. That's going to break down very quickly. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. On this episode, I get the distinct honor to talk with Kim Borg, the CEO of the Innovair Group, about leadership and mindset. Kim was a self-described terrible leader in her early career, but with the right mindset, she managed to become a successful leader in the business world. Check out my conversation with Kim Borg. All right, Kim, can I get an oh yeah? Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. First of all, thank you so much for taking the time out to be here with myself and the enterprisers. It's what I call my listeners. We certainly do appreciate it. I know that you have a ton of things that you could be doing, but you're here with us. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here with you all. The second thing I like to do is to ask you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, feel free to go all the way back to day one, (laughs) or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. I'll hit some highlights. So one of the highlights that put me on the trajectory I am today was when I was in my undergraduate degree and I was studying business. And I had this professor that I can remember to this day in the lecture hall. And we were talking, it was a marketing class. And he said, you really think women can be CEOs? And it was after that I had said, he was asking this aspirational question of what do you all want to do? And the look on his face and the comment that he made when he said that was one of those very important moments in pushing forward in what I wanted to not just do for myself, but the fact that that was a comment that actually came out of his mouth was like, really? There's a lot happening here in this world. Now that was many years ago and a lot has evolved and changed, but that was a really important piece to me. And then the other big highlight was when I first started leading had supervised people, but hadn't really led them in the way of big opportunities to lead people. I had taken over an office and the goal was to really expand it and grow it. And I didn't have strong leadership training coming in. And frankly, I didn't have strong leadership. It was still a young company that the talent was very young, even when leading. And so I can remember taking over this team and... I was a terrible leader. I mean, terrible leader. And I had 
the team almost rebelling against me. And at that point, I had asked for feedback from my leaders. I said, something's not right. It's not just not meeting the goals, but just the dynamics are off. What should I be doing differently? And they didn't have anything for me. They were just like, I don't know. And in hindsight, it was really because they weren't equipped as leaders. They had the title, but they didn't really have the skill set. And so that was another really pivotal moment that put me on the trajectory of learning how to be a strong business person where I love building and growing businesses and helping organizations to really scale. And equally, I love leadership development. How do we develop the leaders inside those organizations so that they're not ill-equipped when they have that first opportunity or when they've been in leadership for a really long time and they just find out that they don't necessarily do everything the way that they should be, right? So how do we help them? And I strongly, strongly believe that having really skillful leaders, whether that's leaders of people or leaders by just how we really show up and engage is really a key factor in business growth. And so those are the two stories I would say that launched me down my career. And I like to say I'm a student of business because I'm always interested in learning the dynamics of business, how companies come together, how they break apart, how they grow. And so that's really what brought me here today that when I finally had the opportunity to launch my own company, it was really founded in a couple of principles. So the two I mentioned are absolutely a part of it. And really the tagline we like to say is, you know, solid strategy won't survive poor execution. And at the heart of poor execution in any organization, any size, is process and people. And sometimes that process piece scares people. And it's not to say we put more process in to slow things down. We talk about the really key fundamental foundational components like strong communication. And then the people side. And the people side is really influenced by a lot of what I've just shared with you now. Wow. I have at least three follow-up questions. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick left turn, learn a little bit more about you, and then I'll get back to my questions. Sounds good. What's your favorite thing to do? My favorite thing to do is to go out into this little sanctuary that you can go walk through in the forest. I haven't actually been able to do it in a long time. And I love to do it because it has all these really peaceful, just like still displays that you can go walk through. And so it's something I've been longing to do when the weather gets a little better here. Got it. Long walks in the sanctuary. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help but go here. You mentioned when the weather gets a little bit better there. So when we're recording this, I want to remind the listeners that it just snowed about five and a half inches here in Wisconsin. And Kim is talking something about weather being better there. So I don't know what she's referring to in terms of getting better. So is it just rainy or is it cold? Good question. So we are in Seattle, Washington, which has just broken record again on rainfall. And the myth used to be people think, thought it would rain a lot here. And actually, it just is a lot of gray and drizzle. However, that's changing. And so we've had a lot of rain. So to add on to your first question, actually, my other favorite thing to do is golf. I'm a big golfer, but I'm kind of a fair weather golfer. So I'm looking forward to being able to get out and do both those things. So you mentioned a lot of things in there. You're talking about being a young leader, supervisor, but not a leader. You were a terrible leader. Uh, The team rebelled. So I think all of these things kind of boil down to equipping leaders. Yes. So dig into that a little bit deeper. Number one, what does that look like? And why do we need to equip leaders? 
if I go back to that story again, what I ended up doing when I realized things were broken and I couldn't get the help and the feedback from my leaders, I tapped into a book that was really big back then. And it was Marshall Goldsmith's What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And it was a fantastic book still to this day, very relevant. And it really hones in on the idea of the different skill sets we need to acquire as we move to the different phases of our career. And the other thing I did is I engaged an executive coach. And I did that because I needed the feedback. And then we ended up doing this really robust work with my team. And so getting the team involved really made a difference. And so when we talk about equipping leaders, what still often happens inside of many organizations is that leaders are either promoted based on performance And so the more technical skill side, or they're not real vetted to how suitable they are for the role. So the idea of being technically qualified is one piece, but actually having the behaviors that need to be exhibited to do the role well is something else. And we often don't vet that very well. And so when we talk about equipping leaders, it's about how do we help them be set up for success and earlier in the process. So what can we do when they've just come in through the door and they're not leading people yet, what can we do to help them learn the skills they're going to need and to be able to bring them along in a way that makes them actually ready when they really should be entering into a leadership pipeline. Got it. Now, the other thing you mentioned in there that caught my attention was strong leadership is a key to business growth. Yes. What kind of tangible things? Because I know a lot of times in coaching or consulting, it's hard to make that tangible for people. So what kind of tangible things can you offer from your perspective of why that's so important and how that's a direct indicator in business growth? So much of business growth is around getting people on board, getting people bought in, having them come along on the journey with you. And if your approach is just you know, top-down pushing out information, it doesn't mean your business can't grow. Just the question would be, to what degree are you missing out on it being even better? And the reality is, is that most organizations fail to really keep that in mind in a way that can actually be a strategy to their business growth, like actually investing in their people and actually seeing them as a really key piece of that executing on those strategic plans. And so... So much of that is tied. When people aren't satisfied, they disconnect. There's a lack of engagement. Execution fails. People leave. And so the costs are real and they're significant when you're considering that gap you create if you don't think of people as a key piece of your business growth strategy and you see them as a cog in the wheel. That's going to break down very quickly. Got it. So I think I kind of know the answer to this question, but if you are a superhero... And you could pick your superpower. What would that be? I would pick the superpower of enabling people to be curious, having that place of curiosity from a lens of genuinely trying to learn and understand versus just being curious to fill in a gap. So I'm trying to visualize this. So we have Kim Bohr, the superhero, and she walks into a room and the people are just not curious. What do you wave? It's got to be just like Wonder Woman's lasso. Got it. So you hit them with your golden lasso and then they become curious. And then what is the next thing they do? So what they start to say is, actually, I have a question about your background. Or tell me more about what you were just sharing. That was really fascinating. Or I'm really not sure why you actually have that perspective. And I'm curious. I want to learn more. Can you tell me what your perspective is about? And I think part of that superpower would be that people really can just sit back and say, oh, I can be influenced and be changed, or I can just understand better and still be comfortable in my perspective. But at least I understand yours now and we can have that mutual understanding. 
Nicely done. So thinking about perspective, and you mentioned a lot of the things that you've been talking about were self-awareness as well, right? Because the fact that you understood that you were a terrible leader, it says a lot about you because a lot of people are terrible, but they don't know it and they don't want to accept or embrace (laughs) it. So talk a little bit about self-awareness, perspective, and the need for an outside perspective to help you grow. So much of it's about, do you like the results you're getting? And I think so many people, probably the answer is no. And yet it's hard to do that work. It's hard to be vulnerable and actually say something's broke. I'm at the root of it and I have no idea how to fix it. And yet if you can really genuinely want to have different results, if you genuinely want to lead people at a level where you're impacting them for their growth long-term into their world, then it's what you have to do. You have to take that on. And so I think that's the biggest disconnect that people have is you have to be vulnerable. And for some people I come across like that, vulnerability is a really difficult thing. I think for others, there's this weird assumption that still lives out there that because I now hold a leadership title, I'm suddenly supposed to like be graced with like leadership skill sets also. All of a sudden with it comes me knowing how to lead people and how to give feedback and how to engage people and get them excited. And it's like this weird place of like, well, doesn't that come with it? And it's fascinating. So I think sometimes people are hesitant to actually want to engage for themselves because they're like, but I'm the leader. Everybody looks to me for the answers. I can't go actually say I don't know them. And the reality is you can. And that's actually builds a lot of respect and trust when you can do that. And then you put the time in to go figure it out for yourself or for the team. So I think that's one of the biggest gaps. It's really interesting. Got it. Now, is there a balance? Do you want to always not know? Or is there a balance between solid technically to earn that respect, to earn that buy-in and also being vulnerable? There's a balance for sure. So one great example is when early in my career, what I was starting to do as a leader was I was leading through sales. So I was a sales leader, sales marketing background. And as I grew in my career, I started to really expand what I was responsible for. And I moved out of sales and I took on all different aspects of operations. And I got to a point where I had to say to people, you know what, I don't know if I have the same level of sales expertise I did. I don't know if I'm on the cutting edge of what's out there now. And so I think we should go do research. I think we should pull somebody in because... I had started to develop skills in so many different areas, I couldn't be good in all of them. And I think what people respected was the fact that I could say, here's what I'm pretty sure on, but here's where I want us to get outside perspective on, or here's where I want us to look at things differently. And so being able to say, you know, I'm not sure on this particular thing, but let me go find out. And then the key is circling back and closing the loop is really critical for individuals to then build that trust and say, okay, it's okay to not know something. It means I don't have to always know everything. I just have to know how to try to figure it out. I have to show that I'm trying to make the effort. And that's, I think, where that difference is. And so to your point, it's really, it is some level of this balance because you don't want to be the person that doesn't know everything and just delegates everything. That's not the way to do it either. So it is that balance of, as I don't know, I go and find out. And then that's something now I have knowledge on that I can use. Got it. Now, one thing that I always like to hit on in this show is mindset. Because I believe that that's one of the things that you cannot Google. I can Google how to keep good books. I can Google business stuff. Yeah. I can learn how to read a PL. I cannot Google mindset. So, speaking of mindset, how do you begin to overcome a challenge when you're presented with it? 
You're right. Mindset's huge. And I think that one of the common terms that's been out there lately is the idea of growth mindset. And so this concept of expanded possibilities, and that's where a lot of curiosity comes from and just trying to understand, seeking to understand. And so that mindset is something that you can take on, you can be taught if it's not inherent into you. But mindset's huge. There's this concept that I've referred back to recently called the ladder of inference. And it was by this guru some many, many years ago. The idea of the concept is we self-talk our way through things and we filter our way through things. So as we get information, we start to filter what works for us or what doesn't work for us. And that becomes our truth. And we do that through our decision-making process. And so part of the challenge is is if we're doing that with a mindset that's really fixed and we're not catching ourselves in that, then we just keep perpetuating these results that maybe aren't suiting us. We could perpetuate maybe a toxic culture. And so the mindset piece is huge. And it really is about understanding when you get into these ruts that you have a trigger point to realize, you know what, I'm really thinking this from a very siloed place and I need to actually step back and invite some different people in to share their perspectives so I can actually be more in that growth mindset. I can actually pull back and understand what's going on better and not just from my lens and what I just think is the right thing to do. So mindset's huge. It's huge and I think topic of conversation. Awesome. So this is the part of the show that I hate the most. Our time has come to an end. But I don't want to let you go without you giving the enterprisers an actionable tip that they can use to improve their business today. I've got one actionable tip and a resource to share. So one of the best tips I can give is think about everything from a place of curiosity, asking questions to seek to understand so that you get the context, the idea of where somebody's perspective lies. Because That's the real area that we get into such a dangerous place is when we make assumptions or we tell ourselves stories in the head. So come from that place. And then one of the things I've done for the enterprise listeners is created a landing page that's just for the listeners. It's customized for them. And there's three complimentary offers they can take advantage of. And so the first one's around a checklist. And it's really a checklist from this place of seven reasons most strategic plans fail. And a lot of it has to do with mindset. And it gives some recommendations behind that. There's a short training video I've shared that is around the mindset from a change initiative standpoint. But specifically, when you're trying to implement something new in your organization or you're rolling out a key initiative, it actually is a mindset piece of work. And it's a change piece of work. And so there's three steps there that anybody could put to use immediately. You don't even have to be leading teams. It could just be a way of communication that's really strong. And then if anybody's interested in wanting to learn more about the work that we do here at the Innovari Group, they can schedule a 30-minute complimentary call. So to find that resource, it's at the innovarigroup.com, which is T-H-E-I-N-N-O-V as in Victor, A-R-E group.com forward slash enterprise now. And it will be customized for the Enterprise Now listeners. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So if people want to reach out to you, touch base, ask questions, how can they do that? They can either schedule that 30 minutes through that website. They can connect with me on LinkedIn, which is just Kim Bohr, B-O-H-R, and follow me at Twitter at Kim Bohr as well. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Kim. Thank you. It's been fantastic. I'm glad we had the time to talk. Enterprisers, if you got value from that awesome conversation, let the world know by subscribing to the email list and leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps us know that we're bringing you golden nugget field conversations with the most inspirational business owners. 
Reach out at podcast at enterprisenow.net with any feedback or questions for me or any of my guests. Thanks again, folks, and we'll talk with you guys next time. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.